What's up, guys? Evolution Radio coming your way. Steve Smee here and Rick in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? All right, guys. Coronavirus part two coming your way. Uh, part one was really, really good, guys. Recommend you going back and checking that one out. So in part two, we're going to talk first about how you can protect yourself and your family from the coronavirus. So, um, Rick, what are some things you're doing to protect yourself and protect your family uh, in these trying times? You know, that's a, a big question. I'm actually out of the country right now. I went to the, to the expo, to the amateur Mr. Olympia in uh, Colombia and South America, um, trying to get the brand over to South America. And I went and hit ground there this year. So I stayed a little bit extra, some business stuff. And then this Corona thing started really hitting off. So I'm actually in a safe place, you could say, because I'm in a warm weather, high humidity. If I just kind of stay away from, from crowded places, I'll be fine, I think. But, you know, the business is back in, in Las Vegas in Nevada. And uh, it's hot there now. <laughs> There's some cases there now. But I need to, I need to get back. I need to get back. And what I'm going to do here, I'm, I'm, I'm okay right now. I'm not too worried. There aren't any cases here in the vicinity yet. Um, I believe there's uh, six about in a city three hours away. But I'm getting back and just basically washing my hands, wearing masks, uh, just the regular trying to stay away from a people uh, situation, uh, best as I can, obviously, in an airport. And then when I get back to the business, just surfaces getting wiped down, wash the hands, don't touch my face. Just, these are just recommendations we've heard everywhere. Those are good to follow. They're just good to follow in general, you know, no matter what. Also, I'm considering, um, I'm still going to the gym now, uh, but I'm considering just starting a, a workout at home program to just take that extra risk factor away. Is it panicking? I don't know, but I, I personally can't afford to get sick and, and be off my feet. I need to, I got, I have stuff to do every day. So if uh, maybe omitting some, some gym action or maybe just going there for a cardio machine and going at times where it's not crowded, just you making those adjustments, you know, going in when it's not crowded, wiping down the equipment and maybe uh, working out more at home with your home, uh, with your set at home. It's, these are all just good ideas. I think, I think in Nevada, by the time I get there, I'll gauge the situation. But if it's if it's going around, I might I might omit the gym and just start using my home weights hit more. Again, you the the more you can delay getting infected, probably the more you will all learn about how to treat people with the virus. And uh, also, I think you, you don't want to hit all all the hospitals at once. So um, you know, if you got it if you got it right now. Uh, you're going to be among the first. You might not be in a in such a bad crowd at hospital, but maybe in a, in a couple of weeks, three weeks, you might be. So doing anything you can not to get infected is, is a good idea. Many of uh, you guys that have kids that are going to continue to go to school, because they're talking about closing schools, but maybe not, that's a good chance you get it from your kids, even if they don't have much uh, symptoms from it. I think we all need to be concerned just for the older members in our family, that older neighbor, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, those are the people we need to be really concerned for and really make, uh, you know, educate them best we can 
be there for them, you know, make sure we have a, a plan to follow if they get sick, who's going to fill in and, and help take care of them and, you know, and have backup people in case somebody else gets sick. And even if it's just a neighbor, neighborhood doesn't have any, any kids that live nearby him or care about him. You know, he's an older gentleman, older lady. You go over there, you talk to them, you make a plan, you offer to be there and help if they uh, have an issue. What about the people? Because I talked to my neighbors and stuff, and um, there seems to be most of them are saying, you know, it's a hoax. It's not anything we have to worry about. You know, they shouldn't close down places. You know, we don't need to worry about. What's your opinion on people saying that? Because, you know, if you live in a, you know, let's say you live, you know, on the Gulf Coast or the Atlantic or something, you got to deal with hurricanes every year. And every year, you know, we get close calls with hurricanes and you got people ahead of the hurricane who say, oh, I'm not doing shit. I'm not boarding up my windows. I'm not getting a generator. I'm not getting food. I'm not getting water. I, I don't really believe the media. The media is just trying to scare people. And then the hurricane ends up missing and they like, it kind of reinforces their behavior. And then the next year, the same thing happens. And the next year, same thing happens. And then the third time, you know, a hurricane actually does hit and they got no power for like a month and they got, you know, there's no place they can get water and food. So um, is that a situation? Do you think that's similar to that, that type of uh, situation, Rick? Or do you think that this is being blown out of proportion? I don't mind seeing the government use my tax money for once to react to something and people collectively as a community getting together about something positive. I actually like seeing this. Uh, maybe we're learning now. Maybe this is training wheels for a really bad one down the line. And we've learned something about how to get information out. We learned something about the importance of toilet paper. You know, we maybe this, this, so I, I don't have a problem with it, with it quote unquote being a little bit blown out of proportion and, and people overreacting to something like this. Um, you, you know, we, we need to have some of this. We need to have, uh, uh, you know, mechanisms in place to respond to these things because the next one could be really bad. And there are some really bad, nasty ones out there that might be waiting in the wings to come out. So this is not a bad thing at all, actually, I think. Now, as far as it being a conspiracy and being all blown out of proportion, I don't know. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy. I don't – you, you go try to get so many people so well organized. It's just not that possible. That's my problem with conspiracy theories. That's why I don't buy it. I don't fucking see that level of organization almost anywhere else. This, this would have to be the most successful corporate – I mean – this is just be ridiculous level of organization and people keeping quiet and all these things. Are there some conspiracies? Yeah. Some, some low, low level conspiracies here and there, but this spread out over so many different places, you know, different countries, different governments. No, this is, it's serious. It's a bug. We need to watch it. We need to see what we can, and what we can learn to, to wait for the next one. Cause they're, they're more coming, man. They're more coming. There's some waiting there now that are being watched. So speaking, speaking of conspiracy theory, someone told me one earlier today, they said that this is a conspiracy by China to basically uh, uh, kill a bunch of Americans. What do you think about that one? Because that doesn't even make sense to me. So can you kind of like 
you know, kind of blow through hole, hole through that one? I don't. It's it seems to me like if you're China with what you're doing already economically, production, everything. This is just this would be a side thing that could turn out really bad. Why take a chance on something as uncontrollable and as unpredictable as a as a as a virus? Which I'm not I'm not sure that Chinese government really likes things that can be out of control and unpredictable when you've already got this, this business model, this like long term play and, you know, of, of, of playing the, the market and taking over shit, you know, little by little, it, it just doesn't make any sense. In, at least to me, it doesn't, I just don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Could it be something that escaped? Uh, scientists don't think so. They, they can now trace the DNA of these things to where they came from their lineage and they think it went from a bat, it hopped over to another animal that's, that's closer to like a, a mink kind of from that area. And then from that animal, apparently some respiratory diseases from that animal can infect humans. So while the original strain was related to only with, with bats, well, in these open air wet markets, they probably put the bat cages on top of, you know, the cages of some of these other animals that could communicate it to humans. And... It just, it went from the animal and then next hop on over to a human probably when the animal breathed it out, it just happens. It's so I don't, I heard, I, I heard a theory. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. I heard a theory. Someone once told me, I don't know if this is true. They said that HIV started because someone went and think- the gorilla. All right guys. Yeah. So I heard a theory, right? <laughs> someone told me that years ago, HIV started because someone went to Africa and fucked the gorilla. What do you think about that one? I think more likely than not, somebody killed the gorilla, um, probably slaughtered it to, to, to eat it, and probably had a cut, open cut in their hands as they was preparing that gorilla. And I think that might be a more likely scenario, that somebody with cuts in their hands tried to prepare meat from a gorilla that was and, and got their blood on them. I would rather believe that than some, some kind of crazy monkey sex or, 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 you know, or, or because, okay, let's put it like this. Even for you as a man to become infected with, with the AIDS virus, it's got to come in through your urethra. It's not, I mean, unless you have open sores on the outside of your penis, it's not just gonna, it's not gonna infect you by just being on the outside of your penis. It's really got to get in there through, um, it's got to get in there through your through your urethra. So I guess you you know, I mean you have to have a lot of a lot of chimpanzee sex to, to you know. I mean I just it's probably just some somebody slurring while you know while bush meeting. That's how it happened. I that's what I think. Yeah. So a lot of these yeah things do transfer from from animals to humans. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting. Um. So one of the things I'm doing, guys, uh, I'm I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going to yoga. I'm not going to, um, I will probably go to a mall this weekend, but it's just going to be an in and out thing. I'm going to make sure I wash my hands thoroughly uh, before I go, during and after, but it's going to be an in and out thing. I'm not going to be there long. I'm not going to be touching shit. I'm most certainly not going to be using a public bathroom. That's for fucking sure. I won't go to any place where there's a lot of people and, um, you know, that's, that's going to be my approach. I don't really care. There's things you can do without going to the gym to work out. Um, you know, you can work out at home. You can work out in your backyard. You can find a tree and do pull-ups. 
You can do push-ups anywhere. You can do squats with a, all you need is a wall and a chair. You can do, you can do squats. So I'm not going to do it guys. And you know, it, all it takes is one person to walk into that gym, sneeze into their hand, touch the bar, and then you go use that bar. You touch it, you get it, and then you touch your face and boom, now you have it. And if, if you guys listen to part one, there are some people who believe that all you gotta do is be in the same room as someone. So really, really, really not a good idea. To yeah, you're breathing it out. You're breathing, you're breathing this thing out. It's, it, you don't yeah. just have to cough. I mean, cough obviously throws out more, more material, but you're breathing this thing out all of the time. So look, just again, play, uh, play both lines, play the line of delay getting it. Just stay clear as you can. Then second, get your body ready. Um, and in that same, the whole same line of thought, help your family, you know, the older, older members of the family mostly to make sure they don't get it. And also, you have a, a, a whole plan to help treat them, neighbors, people that need help, older, older folks that need help. Just offer it out. It's not a bad idea. Once you see things start to break out, it's not a bad idea to just help out those, those people that are older and more vulnerable to, to dine from this. You know, it's, it's, and again, this is all just people say, oh, you're pan people are panicking. No, it's not a bad idea to get ourselves train to, to deal with these things because the next one can be really, really bad. You know, we've had, we've had some plagues in history that were really, really bad. This one might not be as bad as some of those, but it'll, it'll keep us on our toes for the next one. I think it's a good idea. All right, guys. So let's get into what you can take to help. So Rick, can you Give us something. Um, obviously, everyone knows vitamin C has been shown with a common cold, at least, to shorten the duration and um, of of the common cold. Um, what are some things that you can take ahead of it to kind of get ahead of the game here? First of all, um, go back to to cover the basics, guys. Fiber. Make sure you're taking fiber. You, if you're gonna. Fight the disease, you'd rather fight it with a, a clean colon that you don't have any accumulation of fecal matter in. So make sure you fiber down. Make sure you take probiotics, you know, every day. If you're going to fight it, fight it well. Those uh, things help you cover help you cover some of the bases. Also, even being flexible, yoga, we discussed this also. What if you have to lay in bed for and get some bed rest for, for a couple, maybe a few days? Um, you'd want to have your body pre-stressed and everything. It'll make the experience a lot more comfortable than if not. And make sure you're covering your basics, multivitamin, multimineral. Again, I don't, I don't want to sell my soul here um, trying to pitch my products at a time like this, but I do make a good product. And to guard, great for, for, to help you, your liver, kidneys, everything going. Just taking care of basics. Make sure your body is where it needs to be. Make sure your health is where it needs to be. And like I was saying, it seems like people die from a really bad pneumonia on this virus. Bad pneumonia that can be even way worse because your immune system's reaction to the virus might actually damage your lungs. Again, according to Dr. Uh, Aileen Marty in a piece uh, done for a uh, Spanish uh, news channel. And your lungs are going to 
lose flexibility and you, now you have this pneumonia. So if you, if you vape out there now or if you smoke or do any of those things, might be a good time to, to, to switch to Nicorette or, or edibles or something. Your lungs begin to recover from, from smoking about two days and then they, they heal well pretty nice in, in a couple of weeks, few weeks. So it, look, if you're going to fight this, if, if you maybe get infected with this thing and you do end up with some, some bad pneumonia, I would rather go into it not having baked or smoked than, than half. You know, I think that's a good idea. So if you, if you bake CBD or, or, or cannabis, whatever you're, you're doing, might be a chance to time to stop, just switch to gums or, or even uh, edibles or whatever it is, just to, just to keep your lungs nice and smooth so that if you do get it, you're not, you won't suffer as much. Um, so just basically just your body being, being where, where it needs to be. Now, as far as taking stuff for, immu- for your immune system, echinacea and golden seal would be there for your immune system. Echinacea and golden seal boost the immune system. I don't make a product for it. Other companies do. Um, there are other good immune support formulas out there. Some have a glutamine, cordyceps, some other stuff. But what do you get those? Uh, what do you get those from, Rick? Online, or you could walk into the, the supplement store and, and grab them up right now. They're good. Now, here's a thing to consider, and I just want to throw this out there. I'm not saying go get these. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna be what you want or not. Apparently, apparently from some of the research I've done, part of the problem, part of the effects on the lungs come from your immune system really trying to get rid of that virus and hurting the lung tissue in the process. That's what some of the stuff I've seen is pointing to. So you might not want something to make your immune system go even crazier, maybe. I don't know. So I'm personally not adding echinacea and golden seal to my to my supplement regimen right now. I'm just going to stick with the basics, make sure I have uh, my daily requirements, vitamins, minerals, everything I need, and proper protein intake, nice clean diet, going even cleaner than ever now. And and you just hope, close my fingers on that, I'm not going to take an immune system booster right now because apparently there's no need. All right, guys. So, guys, let's talk about closers, uh, uh, school closings. Um, today it was announced a lot of schools are closing we're around the time for spring break. So what a lot of these school districts are doing is if they have a spring break coming up, they're basically closing the schools effective immediately. And then, so the spring break is the week after or the week after that. So they'll basically announce that, Hey, we're closing schools until after spring break at the minimum. So um, we're seeing this all over the place. We're seeing sports as we talked about in part one, sports, um, NHL, NBA, college hoops, all that suspended until further notice. Um, they don't know if they're going to bring that back. So basically, you know, venues with a lot of people, it's being canceled. Broadway is getting canceled. So we're seeing that all over the place. Um, and, you know, for me, it's more like, what were they waiting for? Like, they're just now doing it. We're basically six weeks late in the United States when it comes to this thing. And uh, China basically is ahead of the game and they're actually seeing some really good things happening. And it's not just that the conspiracy of, you know, you can't believe the Chinese government. We're actually seeing companies that produce products in China saying that their employees, 
you know, were out of work for two, three weeks, and then now their employees are coming back to work. So they're actually, uh, you know, things are progressing well in China. They, they actually got um, things accomplished over there. Um, they have a, you know, their governments doesn't fuck around. They were building hospitals left and right. They were closing cities. They were having curfews. They were not letting people even leave their house. They were not fucking around with it at all from day one. And they got it. They've seemed to got it under con uh, control. Um, so we are just now deciding to close schools. That's very scary to me. And it's not every school district that's doing it, every county. So they need to get their shit together on this because, um, you know, the longer they fuck around, the worse this is going to be. So, you know, what do you think, Rick? Not, it, it's a good idea to slow the spread of it out. I don't have a problem with it. I also don't have a problem with the speed of the response. Just locking everything down um, right away might not be the, the right idea because there's always economics to think about and those are always real. You can't say, oh, well, you know, shouldn't worry about money. Hey, some people you just need, need to be producing every day. So it's, it's fine, I mean, it's a fine response. Again, it's gonna slow the spread of it out. Is it going to do anything? Maybe until there's a vaccine. This might not, this might not fully go away until there's a vaccine. There's a chance that that might happen. But it, there's also a chance that it might go away like some, of, some other uh, scary bugs that we've had in the last you know, eight to 12 years have, have just kind of gone away. So it'll be interesting to see what the real, real and the results. I'm really looking forward to summer and see where, where we're at when it comes to summer but i think now just practicing good you know just good common sense i think is real really important just practicing good common sense trying to slow the spread of it out um and also being ready for it just take care of the basics clean diet multivitamins multi-minerals gut gut health you know uh, lung health so if if you know if you do happen to get it you're probably going to be better off if you've been taking probiotics, fiber, you got a nice uh, clear colon, you've not been uh, taking in vape or smoke or anything like that. You, you should have an easier time. Why not, right? We discussed this on another podcast way back. If you're smoking joints, each joint is going to be, is going to give you the equivalent of five uh, cigarettes of tar because it's not filtered. So, just cut it out now. Go to edibles or something. You let your let your lungs heal. If you know if you get it in three four weeks, they'll be should be better. So just prepare. The, the, the only thing you can do. Uh, there's already a ton of information on t on TV how to prevent it. Apparently, some of it is just to make us feel good because we don't all have the proper mask access to the proper masks to really really keep you safe. You can still breathe it in through the sides of the mask. So apparently, it's it's, it's not. The end all, but having a mask is probably much better than not having one. So still use it. It might not be the end all. If you're in, a, in an elevator with somebody that's breathing it out, even if they have a mask and you have one, you might, you might still catch something. But better have it than not. Washing your hands, better, better do it than not. So you're staying so away from crowded places, better doing than not. So just follow all those things and then be ready to fall back to second position with your health and having a plan at home. 
for, for treating yourself and your family. So Rick, we're hearing um, conflicting things. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff. They're saying that masks don't do anything. Masks, unless you have it, masks don't help you. And then some people are saying it does. So what's your opinion on that? Because um, I think they're saying that the mask doesn't help you because let's say even if you have a mask, you're still going to like do this to your face to kind of adjust the mask. Or you're still going to kind of get, you know, you know, might get it on your face anyway. So what, what's your opinion on that? Is it, are they, who, who's wrong? Well, apparently if you get it on your face, you don't, you don't have it yet. Apparently it can get in through some uh, receptors in the eyes and then you, you know, have to get in your mouth and, and get in through your lungs. If, if you, if you swallow a virus, your, your stomach environment should kill it. So it's better have it than not. You know, that's my answer on that. Better have it than not. Better have the mask on and use it than not do it. Is it really going to keep you that safe on? No. The most, like I say, you, the sides of the masks are going to let un, unblocked, unfiltered air in. The main purpose of those masks is usually so that if you're, if you're the practitioner, if you're the doctor, you're the dentist, so that you're not throwing your spatty spout on uh, somebody's, you know, wound or wherever you're treating their open, you know, root canal or whatever the hell. Not really to kind of block you in. It helps us as a bit of a shield, but it's not, it's not it, you know, so probably not, but better have it than not, you know, why, why not? So it's, it's like wearing a condom. It's not going to be good against every STD out there, but better have it than not. So that, that's my opinion on the mask. But yeah, what you said is, is completely right. Um, they're not the be all end all. They're not going to keep you 100% safe. You could wear a mask and under the right conditions, it's still, still breathe in the virus. No problem. All right. So guys, let's talk about the economic impact of this. What's going on like around the world? We're seeing uh, stock market coming down 25% off its you know, uh, in, in like less than a month, we're seeing oil price, oil, oil prices around the world cratering, obviously, you know, our economy is in, into, in a recession. I mean, I don't think there's any smart economic person who would say otherwise. Um, it was already slowing down as it is. This just put it negative. So we'll start seeing GDP numbers coming out, you know, the next couple quarters, it's definitely going to be negative. It's not going to be a deep, deep recession like we experienced back in 08, but it's going to be a pretty, you know, a recession is a recession. So, you know, how's this in, impacting? Um, we're seeing Disney closed. We're seeing cruise ships shut down. We're seeing uh, movie theaters basically coming out and saying that either the movie's getting delayed from coming out or they're reducing the amount of people they're lending in the movie theater. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, schools are closing. Um, stadiums closed, arenas closed, um, even churches. They're telling people not to even go to church. So, you know, the economic impact is tremendous, guys. And oil dropping, the problem with the where, where oil prices are is these oil companies, they're all in debt. Um, that's, that's the way it works, I mean, in finance. So they're basically drilling for oil, getting the oil and losing money in the process because the oil prices are so cheap. And a lot of people don't understand economics to understand what I'm talking about. But let me just put it this way. Let's say you make something and the price of that product that you're making, you know, you can't sell it for more than $2. Well, if it costs you $4 to make that little 
whatever you made and you're selling it for $2, you're losing money every time you sell that product. So that's, that's what's going on right now with oil companies. So a lot of them are going to be going like out of business and it's going to have a ripple effect because towns in Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana and Alaska, all these towns, New Mexico, all these states that depend on oil, the oil industry, they're getting, they're, they're going to fucked up. And then the banks that make the loans to these companies that are filing bankruptcy, they're going to get fucked up. And then the people in that town who depend on that bank to provide liquidity for everybody, the bank's going to not be uh, so able to give out loans. So it's going to have a ripple effect. The one bright side is, is we went through something really bad in 08, 09, and they really got the banking regulations up to par. So our banks are very, very solvent. It's not going to come to the, we shouldn't be in a situation where you like go to the ATM like it was in 08. I'm sure you remember this, Rick, and you couldn't even get money out of the ATM because the banks could not hand out money and banks were going under and people were filing for the FDIC insurance to get their money back. It was a disaster. So um, it's so stringent just to have a bank. You have to have um, a lot of liquidity just to function as a bank. So I don't think it's going to be that bad, but the problem is in a service-based economy, if people aren't going out to restaurants, if people aren't going out to the game, if people aren't going out to the mall to shop, um, it's going to cause a major, major disruption and um, in the economy. So it's going to affect really everybody. And then another thing you have to worry about too, even if you work from home, your internet provider, there's employees that work there. And there are employees that keep that internet running in your house. What if the coronavirus spreads in your town and now these employees can't go to work and they can't get you internet? So how the fuck are you going to work from home with no internet? That's, that's the problem. And I think that ripple effect this, of this virus is much different than anything that we've experienced in our lifetime, Rick. Um, we went through 0809, we went through the financial crisis, but this is, this is a microscopic enemy that we're going to have to deal with. And it's, um, it's really scary. And, um, you know, we did see the Federal Reserve pump 1.5 trillion in liquidity. Uh, yesterday and they said they're going to keep pumping and they're going to be um they're going to do quanti quantitative easing um so they're doing their best to keep the markets as liquid as possible but um yeah it's it's a major disruption because we're all most of us our our jobs our careers are based around the service-based industry so if people are not out there shopping we're going to get hit um, Rick, are you noticing sales going down for your products? Are you noticing any disruptions in, um, in anything from all this recently? It hasn't affected sales yet, but the flow of raw materials from China has become an issue. When a product like Entugard, where we have you know, over 40 different ingredients from different parts of the world, um, if one of them is delayed, we can't make the product. It, you know, the, the whole other 39 ingredients will wait until the, the 40th, 45th ingredient is there. It, in my personal situation, I've had to, you know, trigger ordering of, of products and, and manufacturing of more into garden and then to generate. Well, before I normally would, I would still be a couple of months away from needing to do that. And we just did it now. 
and that even seems like like I should have done it as soon as I heard there was a virus because everything is slowed down. Now, mind you, a lot of people in China are already going back to work. It, the impact on the supply of, of raw ingredients coming from China may not be as impactful as some people, uh, some guys on Facebook uh, with larger brands that, that I follow. They, they made it sound like this is just going to change the industry. Probably not because all these people are not dying. They're getting back to work at some point. You know, and not months from now, they're getting back to work weeks, you know, but it's, it's, and once you're back to work, um, you're immune, you don't get it again. So people are going back to work, but there will be a slowdown, a way slowdown. You're going to watch a lot of ingredients and a lot of stuff go out of stock. A lot of companies, uh, uh, you know, a lot of products go out of stock because at least in, in that economic regard, the flow of raw ingredients from China has, has slowed quite a bit. I mean, I've never seen it like this before. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really gonna um, be scary. Um, I saw a report, Rick, I don't know if you saw the same thing, but it was a guy who used to work, I believe for the CDC um, or one of those government agencies. And he said, this was a couple of days ago. He said in about 10 days to two weeks, our hospitals are going to be swamp we're going to run out of hospital beds because that's what's happening in italy in italy doctors are actually having to make the decision whether to treat someone or to just let them die because they just are so swamped they don't have the resources and we're our medical system is way worse than italy in terms of how many hospitals we have versus people in terms of how many hospital beds we have in terms of compared to people and compared to how many doctors we have versus people so if if it's that bad in Italy with their superior healthcare system, how bad is it going to be here? Um, what have you heard about that? There are a couple of ways to look at it, right? One, if you were to believe this, this weather model theory, right, you'll notice Italy, the way it's slanted on the map, it's right dead smack in the middle of that perfect uh, temperature and moisture uh, zone where the virus is really spreading. So in that regard, Italy's kind of fucked because if you were to believe that the virus is really just really active in this, this little perfect strip of weather across the globe, then Italy's just a unique situation where the whole country is, is in that zone right now. When it gets into the US, if you were to believe that this weather model theory, again, that that's come around, then while maybe New York and, and Seattle and, and Washington um, might get swamped with, with patients, uh, other states further down the line might not get hit as bad. And there's always a possibility that states can, can lend help to, to, to other states. Is that really going to happen? I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. But as a country, we, you know, we don't have, we're, not, we're spread out. you know, in that zone. So we have states that apparently don't have the best conditions for bread. So it may not be something that's going to go across the whole country. If you were to believe that, that theory with, with the weather model, the ideal weather, if you, if you throw that out the window and you think this thing is going to just spread, then every four days, right. According to the doctor on the Joe Rogan podcast, every four days, 
cases are going to double. So once you get into, you know, 20,000 confirmed cases, then four days from then it would be 40,000, then 80,000, then 160,000. Even then it would still take, it should and would still take longer than two weeks for it to get really that, that bad. So good and bad thing is we're going to know in two weeks. And we can do another podcast in two weeks and, and revisit where things are, where things stand and how our predictions were now compared to what's going on then. But it's, it's two, you know, two ways you can think about it. If you believe that the weather theory and it's going to clear up and as it gets warmer and blah, blah, blah. Or if, you know, we, we don't believe in that fully and we think it's going to spread evenly across, across every state. And it's different. It's just, that might be too early to tell so far. Okay, so, Rick, I mean, we're not going to hold you to this, but um, give us a prediction. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Like, no, seriously, wait. What do you think is going to happen, like, based on the research you've done and everything? Um, where, where, do you, where do you have us? Because I'm going to bring you up the stats right now. In the United States right now, there's 2,269 total cases. There's 48 total deaths. And... Um, do you see that number skyrocketing in the next week or two, or do you see it leveling out? Because right now it's skyrocketing. Right now it's like skyrocketing ridiculous. Like every day it's more and more and more. I'm going to be real hopeful and I'm going to believe the weather theory on this. <clears throat> and I think you're going to see it skyrocket in, in certain centers in certain hot spots, And then in other areas, it's just going to be not as, not as concentrated. You still get cases because people are going to continue to move, move about the country. And uh, even somebody who's, um, somebody who's infectious, even if they're in a place where it's not the best temperature, it's not the right moisture for the, for the virus to fly across the room, but they're still touching things and putting their virus on, on objects, people are still going to get it. And you're still going to get some spreading. But it seems like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be concentrated to the, to the cities in that perfect zone of, of temperature and moisture. Okay, so you're saying that... My, so, so I'm saying basically in, in two weeks, um, it might skyrocket in Washington and New York and Seattle, but probably not in Miami. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the probably... There might be some cases in Miami, but it, it might not be... It won't be as, as bad as in New York. And, it, and, if, and I think that if, if it turns out to be like that, then, yeah, this is going to clear up when, when it gets warmer. Now, if in two, three weeks it's spreading as fast and as quickly in South Florida as it is in New York and Washington, then we've got a real fucking problem in our hands, like a, like a bad one. And it's well, I think not so, many people travel, so many people travel like – up and down the coast and stuff. I think that's another problem too. But, it, but it, so, so I, guess, I guess the weather model theory would say this, that guy who's infected and he is in a, uh, he's, a, he's taking public transportation in New York or he's taking public transportation in Miami, his virus will get around to more people if he's in NY in, in March than if he's in Miami in March. That's kind of the, the, what, what the weather theory would say that I guess maybe when he uh, coughs in, in that bus, 
um, the humidity in the Florida, South Florida air, and the, and the, the germ is going to drop to the ground quicker. It's not going to fly as long, blah, 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 blah. But in NY, drier air, you know, cooler, it'll get to, to the front of the bus. It's kind of what, if you wanted to get like a, like a case scenario of, of what, what is the difference, it, it would be something along those lines. So if in a couple of weeks again and, and three come, coming down, we see it. As soon as it gets to South Florida, it starts spreading just as quickly in South Florida as it's already doing in in NY and in Seattle. Then, yeah, we have a fucking problem. Okay, that that's you know it's not going to clear up with the weather. That's my that's just my my opinion on on just looking at it from from here. Okay. All right, and then um um. Talking about this stuff, I think what we should the CDC, the, C, the CDC should be the one all be all go to, but it doesn't seem like it's being really put. Like, why is there so much misinformation being put everywhere when where everything should be really, if it's not spelled out on the CDC website, then it's bullshit. It doesn't exist like that. It because they're trying be not to panic. They're trying not to panic the markets, which is obviously not working. Because the panics, the market is being panicked. But I think so, what, so, so what no. you're saying, the problem is that the CDC is playing to the economy, so they're not being fully transparent the way they should be. Is that what it is? So no, people I'm saying are the CDC not, is disregarding not, them? No, no, I'm saying the person in charge right now is the vice president. He's the one that got put in charge, not the CDC, not the scientists. So I think the scientists should be the ones in charge of this, not the vice president who is a former lawyer and formal talk show. Yeah, person. okay, I get, no I get what you're knowledge from, yeah. about this shit. And um, he, he had it, and when he was governor of Indiana, there was an HIV outbreak and he did nothing to stop it. And the Surgeon General was right along with him and did nothing to do it. So the people that are in charge right now are extremely incompetent. So, um, that's the problem. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not good. And, they have, and the stuff that's being said, like today, the president said that Google had some sort of software to do, you know, track all this shit and stuff. And Google just came out an hour ago and said that they have no such software. They have no clue what he's talking about. So it seems like a lot of this stuff is being put out there by the federal government just to calm the markets. And a lot of it is just flat out lies. So um, we need to put the, the, you know, the, the CDC, the CDC website does a really good job of putting out their, the, the good up to date information. And that might, that might, it should be the only real resource anyone, anyone should, should need. I don't, you know, I don't, they I don't know why today, there's so much misinformation. But they said today that there would be in parking lots in the next week or two. You go to a parking lot, Walmart, Target, Walgreens, CVS, and get a drive-up test, and there's no such such thing that's happening. That was just a complete lie. It was a really bizarre thing just to get the market to go up, uh, you know, ahead of the weekend. Like that's that's what's going on. And, and who put that information out? Who put that information out? Uh, the president. Yeah, oh, wow. in his speech today. Yeah, you can look up the speech. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I talk to people who work at those places. They have no clue what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't you know. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, I, I don't watch the news. So I don't. I don't know what's. I don't know everything that's said. I've admitted. I've admitted that hassle from my life because it's. 
It's a fucking show. Listen, if that's true, <laughs> I, I will I will say straight out, hey, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna in a week from now be able to drive to a Walmart in your car and get tested and open your window and have them come and swab you. It's I, I, it's already happen. it's already happened. Like I've seen clips of of this in action. Um, it was just a little bit before we started the podcast. I can't remember exactly. Yes, in there's a, in certain places, here. but it's not going to yeah. be all around the country. It's going to be in certain spots, maybe like New York City, Seattle. It might, you know, yeah. it, might, it might only need to be in those spots. In there's those cases spots. all yes. over the country. We have it in 40, what, 46, 47 states right now. And it will be, the only reason it's not in 50 states is because they're not testing people. Alabama doesn't have a case. Idaho doesn't have a case. They're not testing people, so... I don't know. I'm I'm really hopeful. Um, you know, when you watch the interview with the doctor on the on the Joe Rogan podcast, you don't you don't get hopeful about the weather model and about it clearing up in the summer. He doesn't he doesn't think that that's that that's going to happen. I'm maybe I'm too hopeful. I think to disagree. I think it's most likely going to the weather is going to help uh, a lot um, if it doesn't mutate. Right, cross our fingers that it doesn't, it doesn't change up. But uh, it might, it might not. We might not need it in every state. You might see places like South Florida, South Texas, South Cali, New Mexico. Places, you know, some of these places are. There'll be cases, but it won't be as as bad as as Italy. Not by far. It won't be as bad, maybe, as it'll unfortunately get in New York and Washington, in South Florida you know, or, or South Texas. It, well, the worst case scenario, like we said in part one, the worst case scenario is we're talking about between 600,000 and 1.7 million people dying from this. And we're talking about somewhere between 35 and 60% of people actually getting infected by it. That's crazy. That's a crazy number in the United States. So what, 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 what was that number? And where did it come from? 35 to what? Uh, deaths. Death? Oh, I'm sorry. Infected people actually infected by it. The percentage. So I I read between 35 and 60. That's in the. Uh, that's how. 30 to 60. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Near. I Times thought. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought. Uh. I thought it from from all the because everybody has a different number. Um. In my mind, after reading so much, I averaged it out to about half of us are going to get it. You know. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Even even in the podcast, you or I are going to get it. Um. Oh, so you know. either you or I will get it. It's 50%. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. yeah. Apparently, if it's 50%, either you or I'll get it. It'll be interesting. Maybe we should we should try to um, muster out the podcast to, to interview, <laughs> interview whoever fucking gets it. That, that's interesting. Well, I hope I get it and not you, right? Because you got kids, so I don't want to. I'd rather die than you die. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> you see. Uh, I'm sacrificing myself for you, okay? Oh, so sweet. That's funny, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, <laughs> you know, that's a good bro. That's 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 a that's proof of a good bromance, there, bro. You know, I, I've I've, I've spent years with women that never said something as sweet as what you just said, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to copy that clip and play it every episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, was, that was pretty funny. So listen, guys, we're, we're going to be talking about coronavirus updates in the next uh, episodes as well when we do our Q&A. So if you guys have any other questions about the coronavirus or 
viruses in general or this type of thing, please send it in and we'll ask it on the show. What yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to be following along. So um, at the end of every question and answer show, at the end of every Q&A, we've been doing relationship topics. So uh, I think it'd be a good idea to start doing coronavirus updates, at least for the next next couple of weeks, just uh, as we see things develop and as we see uh, more information come along uh, as to how, how big and, and how impactful this is all going to be on everybody. So um, relationship topics out the window for a while. We're going to do coronavirus updates for the next couple of weeks, and we'll take it from there, I guess. All right, guys, evolutionary.org podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, buddy. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.